Welcome to Rollin' with Ungayo, a travelogue with weed. Join us every week as intrepid chronosaur Ungayo Bilam talks about life from the road. Every week brings a new city. Every week is a new adventure. Every week three are buses to take, foods to eat, friends to make, ideas to share, and joints to smoke. All that and dessert first. And now, here he is, the globetrotter of ganja, the dank diplomat, the bard of buds, Ungayo Bilam. Let us go, brother. Here we go. And away we go. This, this is Rolling with Ungayo. Once again, your second favorite person. I don't know. I'm trying to get my six degrees of separation down to three. It's October 17th, 2017. I'm here in New York City. I'm standing right next to Central Park right now. Uh, I know I missed the show last week, you guys. I'm really sorry. It was a crazy week. Uh, before we start the usual things, I want to say rest in peace to Ralphie May. He was a hell of a comic and a hell of a dude. I also want to say uh, that we give thoughts and prayers and money and time and energy to all the victims of the fires in California, from Southern California to Northern California, all the farmers who have lost their stuff, all the cats who have lost their crop. Um, We have love and support, and we will do our best to help you get back on your feet. All right. That being said, here we are. Like I said, I'm in New York. I've been in New York for the past couple, three, four days. I haven't been in New York in a long time. And away we go with dessert first. Always eat dessert first because you never know. You might get hit by a car while you're sitting in the restaurant. We had two pretty good desserts this week. Um, My daughter wanted to – she loves the East Village. She goes to school out here in a fancy-ass liberal arts college. I won't name it. Uh, It's in northern-ish, New York-ish, north of the Bronx-ish. But we went to Big Gay Ice Cream down in the East Village, and I had a chocolate, and it's a soft-serve space, so I had a chocolate and vanilla swirl, swirl, hey, uh, soft-serve that was delicious. Then my daughter got a vanilla ice cream with key lime curd and graham cracker sprinkles. Man, it was off the hook and the chain, if you can believe that. And I know you can because you're smart. It was incredible. And then also... My homeboy, Richard Chastler, who has his own podcast, where he talks about wine in a lot of the same ways that I talk about weed. He recommended the Levain Bakery on 75th, I think it is, like 165, 75th, or 174, 65th. I don't know where it is. Just look it up. L-E-V-A-I-N Bakery says they were the best cookies in New York City. And you know how I feel about cookies, man. So we had to go. And I got to say, Richard Chastler. Thank you, brother. Thank you from the bottom of my heart because those cookies were freaking delicious, man. We had a chocolate chip cookie. My son got a peanut butter and a chocolate cookie, which was off the hook. And the oatmeal raisin was great. And, you know, we talked before about, and see, these are the thick. These aren't those little thin, crispy cookies, although I like those a lot. These are the thick, gooey, warm, so warm and gooey and delicious and thick, but not too chocolatey. We talk about People, they make these gooey chocolate cookies with too much chocolate chip where it's like a chocolate bar with dough in it. But this was like a cookie with good chocolate chip. Man, if you're ever in Manhattan uh, driving around, you got to go to Levain Bakery. They have two locations now. and <laughs> Check them out. And it's all cookies. That's all they do is cookies and slices of pound cake or whatever. But we had the cookies and they were great. So here we are in New York, New York, big city of dreams. Everything in New York ain't always what it seems. You might be fooled if you come from out of town. But I'm down by law, and I know my way around. That's Grandmaster Flash. There's a lot of songs about New York. I was singing that to my daughter, and she's like, what the hell are you singing? I was like, it's a New York anthem. And then she's all, welcome to New York, concrete jungle where dreams are made of. And I was like, well, you're a millennial. I'm old. 
you know, and our parents are running around, it's up to you, New York, New York, or whatever. Bronx is up and the battery's down, whatever. There's a lot of songs about New York. It's fantastic. There's five boroughs. Each one is damn near a city, is really a city unto itself. We didn't spend any time in Queens or Long Island or Staten Island. Uh, we mostly kicked it down in Manhattan, which is amazing. It's giant skyscrapers everywhere and just giant buildings, tall buildings, 20-story apartment buildings made out of brick. We tried to Google how many bricks were in New York because that was my thing. I'm running, driving around. Driving, by the way. Driving in New York is – it's not stressful. You just have to be aggressive and bold, and it's like a super trust exercise because cats will cut you off with a quickness not unsafely it's not unsafe they just go hard man they just go hard out here you have to drive with purpose and alacrity and i'm scaring my mom half to death in the car because you got to jump in front of a cat you got to jump around a cat sometimes you got to speed up in a spot that maybe it's not designed for you to speed up in but you got to go man because that's how you got to do it in new york these are the things that are important these are the things you got to learn these are the things you got to do uh, so we did that. So we're driving around. I can't remember where I was leading to. Oh, so we were in Manhattan. We did, we did a few things in Manhattan. This is what we did. We went to Pickle Day on Orchard Street. They got an Orchard Street pedestrian mall on Sundays, which is down off of like, uh, where is it? It's kind of the East Village-ish, I guess. I don't really know my way around New York off of uh, Alex. Was it Houston? Houston Street, like Houston and 7th. Or so on Orchard and Orchard and Delancey had a pickle day, and so all the pickle brewers, pickle vendors, pickled people, all the people who like the pickles had a festival, and so we ate uh, spicy bread and butter pickle and straight up dill pickle and honey mustard pickle. I don't like honey mustard pickle, man. I, I can't say that I was a fan of that, but uh, a lot of the other stuff was really, really good pickles, and we ate uh, we ate good Chinese food. You know, people talk about New York being expensive, and really, it's kind of just the rent that's expensive. There's still a lot of good, cheap food places. You don't always have to eat fancy-ass food, dude. You can just live on $3 slices of pizza because the pizza's fucking delicious out here. I see what people talk about when they say you can't get a decent slice anywhere because we had some pretty decent slices of pizza out here in New York. We also ate good, cheap Chinese food. We went to a, a fancy... Uh, ish half fancy slightly fancy fancy-esque burger place in uh in in manhattan i can't remember the name of it uh new york famous burger or some shit it was down by the high line so we went to the high line park right so there's an elevated train line old freight train line that the you know the freight trains don't run on the elevated line anymore and they were trying to figure out what to do so the good people of new york got together and they're like well let's turn it into a park so like now it's like a mile and a half long lined park that's 20 feet off the ground or so 30 feet off the ground or so and you just walk around and they got all the good native plants and artists and art installations and shit and you just wander around and eat ice cream and paletas and it was it was really enjoyable it was nice good urban planning and and cool urban things like that and stuff and uh the the beauty of it is when you're down in manhattan right the, the buildings are crazy tall they're super hella tall so you don't always get a good view you just get a lot of shadows you stand in a lot of shadows and you look up at these giant brick buildings you're like how many fucking bricks can there be in this fucking town and you try to google it and it turns out the answer is unknowable so we estimated a billion my son said a trillion 
And I think he may be right. There may be a trillion bricks if you add up all the bricks in these brick-ass buildings. And and it's not even Brick City. New Jersey is Brick City. But New York probably has more bricks. Um, So we went to Highline Park, and we just wandered around there. It's great views everywhere. You can look across the water at the Hudson. You can look across down the city. They had good spots where you could just sit and stare at shit, which I appreciate. Sometimes I just like to sit and stare at shit. Um, what else did we do? We did some, we did some cool things. We went to, uh, uh, I'm going to remember in a minute, it'll come back to me. So we went to Highline Park. We went to, my mom had to go to Macy's. I don't know why my son wanted to go to Tannen magic shop, which is in times square. So I had to drive through Times square. You guys, first of all, thank God my daughter has a car out here. She drove her car all the way from California to New York and I wasn't scared at all. Uh, but she did, she did a good job, and it was nice to have a car. I think you don't necessarily need a car in New York if you don't have your 70-year-old mother with you. It's probably easier just to walk or to take the subway or have a bike, but it was nice to get around. And I found like parking wasn't really hard to do. I thought parking was going to be a drag, but it turns out I'm from San Francisco, so I'm pretty good at finding parking spaces and doing things like that. So we're going to talk about uh, parking and these other things that I feel like I'm starting to run out of time. So we're going to come back to it and talk about the energy of New York. So we went to LeVade Bakery. We'll, we'll come back. We'll come back and talk about it in just a minute. Right here, in your face, on your plate, on Rolling with Ungayo, CannabisRadio.com. Rolling with Ungayo needs to roll some commercials from our sponsors. So stay right here. Strainwise Consulting is the most sought-after consulting company for cannabis business applications and management contracts. We consulted on the first recreational license in the world and have had an over 95% success rate on applications submitted. The industry is growing at such an exponential rate that building a powerful and lasting cannabis business is a number one priority. Here's Strainwise's Sean Eubanks. In our first five years, we branded and supported nine medical and recreational marijuana dispensaries and approximately 160,000 square feet of sophisticated and efficient product cultivation. Strainwise Consulting has the experience and expertise to guide you through the process. The 2017 Southwest Cannabis Conference and Expo makes its way back to Phoenix, October 13th and 14th. Check out hundreds of vendors showcasing their businesses and the new advances being made in medical and legal cannabis markets. Plus, catch keynote presentations from former Mexican President Vicente Fox, award-winning writer Bruce Barcott, and the Martha Stewart of Marijuana, Cheryl Schumann. The 2017 Southwest Cannabis Conference and Expo, Phoenix. SWCCExpo.com slash Phoenix 2017. The next generation of vaporizers has arrived. Vuber vaporizers are blazing the way with unparalleled technology for oil, concentrate, or dry flower pens. Providing unsurpassed customer service and expert craftsmanship, Vuber Vaporizers use cutting-edge technology, providing a power-packed, smoother vapor with a lifetime guarantee. Experience vaporizing the way it was meant to be, the Vuber way. Rollin' with Ungayo is back, only on CannabisRadio.com. You're welcome. And we're back. Right here on Rolling with Ungayo. So we're back. We're back. We're still in New York. I'm staring across the street at Central Park, uh, just on the 
in the not quite the heart of Harlem, but like toward the middle of Harlem. I'm in Harlem right now. So I said, I'm trying to convince my son to move to New York so I can live in Harlem next to him and my daughter. That would be great. We went to Sylvia's Soul Food, man. Man, it was delicious. So Miss Sylvia, she's passed away like seven or eight years ago. She was born in 1926, so she gave it a run. But she opened her soul food place years and years ago. And so you walk in, man, there's pictures of everybody. There's James Brown is on the wall. Stevie Wonder's on the wall. Barack Obama came to eat there when he was president twice or three times. And I can see why, because we ate there two days in a row. You understand? We had lunch and then we came back in the next day to have breakfast. Shit, there's a picture of Ashley Judd on the wall. Uh, so I don't even know what that means. Apparently, Ashley Judd gets invited to the cookout. So there was a picture of her on the wall. I ain't mad at her. Go Wildcats. And so that was hella cool. Uh, we had, there's pictures. I, I don't know if I posted any pictures of the food on my Instagram. They're on my Facebook, but maybe I'll post them on my Instagram too. So my mom had the fried chicken with the yams and the greens. My daughter had the barbecued salmon with the yams and the mac and cheese. My son had the fried chicken with mac and cheese and mac and cheese, I think. And then I had the smothered chicken, which was fork tender and delicious. And the gravy was really good, not too salty. And the candied yams and some rice. You got If I have some other chicken, I got to have rice. That's just how I go. And the biscuits were delicious and the soul food was great. So we came back the next day for breakfast and I had beef sausage and eggs over medium and they cook the eggs perfectly. And that's always a challenge. You get the over medium eggs. Some people undercook them, some people overcook them. But they were really, really good. Somebody asked me to talk at length about the meal at Sylvia's from the picture that I posted. So I wanted to make sure to get it in. I hear there's other good soul food places. We didn't find too many, but let me just say, man, it is great to be in Harlem, to be in a place full of black people, to be in a place where the streets are named after black people. We're standing on Malcolm X Avenue at the corner of Malcolm X and Langston Hughes. You understand? If you don't know how to get to Malcolm X and Langston Hughes, you go up Frederick Douglass and you turn left on Langston Hughes till you get to Malcolm X. You understand where I'm coming from? It was just beautiful. It's fantastic. It's, 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 you know, black magic everywhere. It's just really nice. And everybody was really friendly and great. And that's the thing about New York, man. Uh, I was texting a friend of mine. I was like, I've been in New York three days. I'm exhausted yet exhilarated. I'm just having a great time. You don't want to stop going but you you know you kind of have to chill out a little bit i'm not 23 years old i'm kind of glad i didn't move to new york when i was 23 because i'd probably be dead by now just from going so damn hard out here i'm not like trying to be all wake up in the city that never sleeps because you can sleep man you can you can go to brooklyn or, or up in the north bronx or westchester and sleep all you want it's kind of quiet out there but when you're down in manhattan brother it's 24 366 uh, I came out on a Sunday night after my mom and my kids went to bed. I, you know, I had to have some free time to myself. So I just wandered out there uh, back to Manhattan, back to the, the village again. I was going to go to the comedy cellar, but I really didn't want to sit in a small room, man. So I just found a spot to smoke some weed. They don't really smoke weed. You know, I'm from California, right? And so we're, we're hella liberal in our marijuana laws. So everybody just walks around smoking weed on the street all the time. The whole town smells like weed. But New York, I only smelled weed a couple of times. Oh, you know what? I'll tell the story. So we get in Friday night, and I'm taking my kids. My daughter's going to take her brother back to her uh, dorm because so, they're going to pass out there. Me and my mom got a hotel room. And as we're walking through the parking lot of the Royal Regency Hotel, I saw three young men standing in the dark of the parking lot passing a joint around. So I told my kids, well, I'll see you later because I'm going to go smoke a joint. Welcome to New York, right? I figured the city was welcoming me. So we went over. 
And uh, I smoked a joint with these kids, Nelson, Matt, and Alfredo. And their New York weed was just okay. So, of course, I pulled out a fat bomber, some blueberry diesel type shit that I brought with me. And uh, they were all super faded by the end of that because we rolled a big. Uh, Alfredo had those cone, pre-roll empty cones. We stuffed one full of marijuana and then chuffed that up. And that was delicious. But I didn't really, it wasn't like last time when I was in New York when I didn't have any weed because I had been in Florida for a week and they had all smoked my weed. So I had to come up and buy some shitty ass weed at Washington Square Park because my homie's dope man was out of town. That's like 20 something years ago. But now it's easier. It's easier to find marijuana. All I did was call my friend Steve Bloom, who's the former editor of High Times Magazine. I went to his house last night and he had a really nice Girl Scout cookies and an excellent excellent Durban poison crossed with OG Kush that I thought was smooth and, and creamy and it gave me the munchies like a son of a gun so I ended up at McDonald's I'm sorry don't, don't tell don't tell anybody that. I ended up at McDonald's at like one in the morning but I asked Steve where the weed had come from and he was like I don't know man maybe California maybe Canada you don't you don't really know the provenance it's 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 uh, old school from the, from the west coast it takes you back to the old school right when you're just happy to have weed you're happy that your weed man has two di- two different kinds of weed oh my god that's crazy talk uh, it's different now now you know you go to this dispensary in California you're like and those guys only have 15 different kinds of marijuana and, and eight different kinds of hash. I don't know how they stay in business, right? We take a lot of that shit for granted out here on the West Coast because you can just roll to the local shop or have somebody deliver. They do deliver in New York, but the the marijuana, I understand, is kind of pricey, although the prices have gone down. So I chopped it up with Steve Bloom, New York native, lived in New York all his life. He's 63 years old now, right? He was telling me he got to go see Roger Maris at the freaking polo grounds, man. That's old school. That's classic. We sat around. We watched the Yankee game last night. Uh, so we talked baseball. We talked New York sports. We just chopped it up, man. It's just really nice. I hadn't seen him in a minute. Every time I see him, we're always at a conference or something. So we never really get a chance to sit and to talk. And it's just cool to meet, to, to get to hang out with your friends and these old school heads. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you know what I mean? Dead ass, B, because I've been in New York. <laughs> the New York accents aren't always as thick as I thought they would be. Although the young lady this morning asked me if I would like some more, more coffee. And I was like, coffee? Yeah. She's like, yeah, you want some more coffee? And I was like, yeah, I'll have some coffee. Uh, it's in the pot. Uh, but that's really more fast. But it doesn't matter. But I'm just saying, man, I've been having a blast out here. Uh, maybe we should come back out in the spring. Who wants to come to New York with me in the spring? Send me a message. We'll set up a tour. We can try to get a hotel. They're kind of expensive, but I think I've found a spot. Listen, we could just rent a house for a month in Harlem. You can find a spot. I've been looking it up. Not that I'm moving because I just bought a house in Sacramento. I love it. I'm not moving to New York yet. But the rent, I mean, you know, you can't live in the heart of Manhattan for $1,200, but you can find a spot in Harlem or out in the Bronx for uh, for for around that price, $1,200, $1,400, one bedroom one and a half bedrooms you can have a roommate or a studio or whatnot and really that's not that bad like because the prices are going up everywhere sacramento used to be cheap but now they want fourteen hundred dollars for a studio in sacramento so if you could live in harlem on twelve hundred dollars versus living in sacramento on fourteen hundred dollars man guess what line i'm gonna stand in you know what i'm saying i think you know what i'm saying i think you understand where i'm coming from i think you actually smell when i'm cooking or you smell when i'm smoking you smell when i'm cooking and smoking cooking and smoking smoking and cooking that's not really the right song but that's how I talk. That's how I ramble. But I'm just hanging out, man. And I found myself 
we're back to the Sunday night. I found myself walking around New York on that Sunday night. First of all, I had to roll a joint, right? So I had some Skittles for my homies in Humboldt County. I had some Skittles in my pocket. So I rolled up a joint and I didn't walk around because, you know, New Yorkers, they've decriminalized the marijuana, but it's still kind of funky. New York is the home of stop and frisk, right? Where they stop and frisk you for kind of no reason, just because you look black on a sunny day. As my friend Wiley Roberts used to say, got arrested for being a nigga on a sunny day. Uh, and they will throw you in jail for weed, right? The Rockefeller laws, which were enacted, I think, in the 60s and 70s as part of the war on drugs or whatnot, will throw you under the jail. And we all know that prison does nothing. Jail does nothing for your weed habit or for any of your drug habits. Throwing an addict in jail doesn't fix the underlying cause. We've talked about this before. This is not a secret. But I just walked around New York, man, in the middle of the night discreetly smoking a joint in, in random alleys when I could and uh, just having a good time. And just, just, it's, it, I don't know what to say about it. It just gives you energy. I found myself walking down the street with a little bit of swag. You know what I mean? Just talking to people. I would have not a New York accent, but I, I have my best California black accent on. So they just knew I was somebody knew I was from somewhere. You know what I mean? You got to walk around with purpose. You got to have a little thing. And I, I noticed that about the people of New York, everybody walks around with the, uh, with uh, like like a little swagger, a little identity, you know, and it's not always like rough and tough and tumble, right? Some people walk around with like a little slow look. Some people walk around with a kind of bored look. Some people walk around with an aggressive swagger, but it's, everybody's got a vibe. There's an energy. It's crazy packed out here. It is always packed. Like I said, the pickle day, which was a relatively small little street fair, three blocks, was packed. It was jam packed everywhere you go i'm in sunday night in the east village it's like 11 30 midnight and the place is packed it's bumping on a sunday night you can't get bumping in downtown seattle on a sunday night seattle's gotten a little better but we used to complain about that shit to do in seattle on sunday nights all the time most places aren't that exciting aren't that active on a sunday night it was just really really nice to have something to do even if it's just to wander around and to look at shit it's just great it's just a great vibe there's good art there's good you know and i i guess i'm talking in cliches but that's how it works that's how everything was cool so man i'm just having a great time in new york and i'm saying we got to come back we're talking a little bit more about that and some other things when we come back in just a few minutes right here on your favorite podcast of all time rolling with them cannabisradio.com peace Rolling with Dungayo needs to roll some commercials from our sponsors, so stay right here. Running a successful cannabis business isn't easy. Successful businesses need to have strong people to achieve long-term results. At Live Advisors, we believe people are the heart of business, and training people can help you infinitely grow your business. Learn more about our offerings at liveadvisors.com. Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. Living with multiple sclerosis, I'm in pain every day. Medical marijuana is my last resort, and it helps me when all other drugs have failed. If you'd like more information about medical marijuana, you can contact the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org or call 1-877-JOIN-MPP. Are you disturbed by the prescription medication commercials on television and their endless list of side effects? They go on and on and you end up having to take multiple pills to counteract the problems caused by the first pill. It never ends. Have you looked into CBD as a more natural option? 
At Saturn Ranch, we produce all-natural CBD topicals and THC-infused edibles. Premium lab-tested hemp-derived CBD is the most important ingredient in our products. From topical balms, salt scrubs, bath-soaking salts to tinctures and edibles, you're sure to find something to help. Family-owned and operated, we at Saturn Ranch believe in and use our products daily. Don't put anything on your body that you wouldn't put in your body. SaturnRanch.com Rollin' with Ungayo is back, only on CannabisRadio.com. You're welcome. All right. New York, New York. Big city of dreams. There's some other New York songs, too, right? Everybody always knows, don't push me because I'm close to the edge. That's not really New York specific, although it is New York endemic, I guess. Endemic? Ingrained? I don't know. The birthplace of hip-hop. New York, New York. Right? That's how, that's how it came from. Out here. In the, in the tenements, and the warehouses, and the house parties, and the DJs, and the scratching, and the wiki wiki. Wiki 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 wiki. Grandmaster Flash, Africa Babata, all those cats. Malcolm X. It's, uh, it's fantastic. I have some gigs coming up. I'm going to be in uh, Oakland at the New Parish on October 29th. I'm going to be at the Punchline in San Francisco, November 21st. I'm going to be at the Oregon Marijuana Business Conference in Ashland, Washington, November 19th, I'll be New Year's Eve at the Punchline in Sacramento. Probably both shows, maybe just the early show. I'll probably do both shows this year because I'm in a mood like that. Uh, flying back today, you know, I'm going to complain a little bit about these airlines and the ridiculousness. I bought the super cheap tickets because I'm not, I'm not rich, and I'm out here with my mom and my son. So there's three of us. So we got it was like. 300 bucks a ticket, which isn't bad, but you get the super cheap ones and they're, uh, you know, they, they don't even, so, so the airlines, they give you these cheap tickets, but then they try to nickel and dime you. Right. So now they want $12 for you to pick a seat. So you can't always just sit next to your kinfolk on the airplane unless you pay for that privilege. Right. They want to tell you that you can't put anything in the overhead bin because apparently you can't afford it. <laughs> right. So you've got to bring one bag that you can fit under your seat. So I, I'm always confused. Like, we're coming to New York for four days. What are we supposed to do? Just buy clothes when we get here? Right? Well, you know, if you don't want to pay $50 for checked luggage, which is how they get you, right? Uh, and, and and see, and I'm saying the, the the airlines brought that on themselves, right? So now they want to charge you $50 for checked luggage. So everybody's like, well, fuck that. I'll just bring a carry-on and stuff it in the overhead bins, right? So now they're like, well, no, 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 no. You want to use the overhead bin, that's going to cost you 20 more dollars. And that's just, it's paltry. It's sorry. It's shitty. It really is. It's just, it's just ridiculous. They could just say the tickets are $350 and you could do what you want, right? And then everybody would still buy a ticket. And that, it's not, it's, I don't know. It just makes me mad. I've seen people heartbroken. I've seen people who didn't understand. I've seen people who spent their last money on a ticket to somewhere to go see their mom or to go see, to, to go to a funeral or whatnot. And they get to the gate and the guy's like, yeah, well, it's another $30 to check your bag. And they're like, well, I don't have $30, right? I spent my last money to get out here to go to this emergency thing. And they're just standing there crying. And it's just sad. It's just sad. And I just feel bad for people. I feel bad for the state of this country sometimes because our our grasp, our idea that money over everything, our idea that money is more important than people, our idea that power is more important than people, our idea that you are only human or only worth recognizing if you have some money is ridiculous. And then, you know, once you get some money, apparently you're not allowed to feel for other humans anymore, right? That's the thing about 
when athletes kneel or athletes complain about injustice in this society, and they're like, well, what do you got to complain about? You're rich. Well, shit, it doesn't affect my family. It doesn't affect all my friends. What, I can't have poor friends who got problems? And just because you're rich, like, what do you call a black millionaire, a nigger, right? You ever hear that joke? That's a classic. That's how it's the same thing, right? Shit doesn't change all the time just because you have more money. You may be a little more insulated, but shit will still get you. They see a black man in a nice car. They pull you over faster sometimes because they think you stole it. You understand where I'm coming from? So the world is wild out here. And I don't know how I got onto a... This capitalism subject when I'm out here trying to talk about how much I love New York and can't wait to come back. I was going to talk about how I spent last week in Humboldt County trimming weed and talking to the to the farmers and, and how the changes are going on out there and what capitalism is doing out there. But I think I'm starting to run out of time. Man, we'll talk about it a little bit more next week because I'll be uh, I'll be home a lot. I just want to thank you guys for listening to my show, for coming out to my shows, for following me on the Instagram and the Twitter, N-G-A-I-O-420, for being yourselves, for supporting your friends and your family. Uh, just have fun, everybody. Do what you do. Feel what you feel. Send me an email, ungayo420 at yahoo.com. I'll, I'll write you back. I check I check my email all the time. I like to know who listens to the show. I like to know what you think. If you got any thoughts, critiques, comments, shortcomings, rheumatism, arthritis. Now that's from an old George Clinton Parliament Funkadelic song. Make my funk the pea funk, everybody. Make my pizza the New York pizza and make my weed the Cali weed. We will talk to you next time right here. You're doing it to you in your ear hole right here. I'm rolling with you guys. Peace. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.